Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Marie. I'm a spiritual teacher, certified fearless living coach, healer, Vita grad for trauma-informed somatic love, sex, and relationship coaching, an artist, psychic medium for sensitive souls who want to discover their gifts, claim their confidence, own their worth, and make an impact in the world so you can become the most powerful creator you're meant to be. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, claim your desires, and help you see the infinite potential that you are. It is my mission and my passion to give you the tools, teachings, resources, strategies, and support you need to create the life of your dreams and to live a luminously, divinely guided life. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact and your life. And if you're ready to be lit up by life, own your awesome and dive into co-creating your deepest desires, then you've come to the right place. It's time to become epically free and unapologetically you in and out of the bedroom. Enjoy today's episode. And if there's something that resonates with you today, be sure to rate the podcast and tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves. And let's begin. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being here. I am so excited today to have my dear, sweet soul sister, Cassandra Estes, here with me. She is an embodiment coach and a shamanic practitioner. She's someone I went through the initiation of (laughs) that is the Vita uh, coaching certification. And I'm just so excited to have her here with us today. Welcome, Cass. Yay! I'm so <laughs> thrilled to be here. Yeah, so I asked Cass um, to to come on here and to share with you something that I think that a lot of people need support with, really, and it's something I wish I would have had while I was going through the years of, <laughs> of raising my own child and it's something we've talked about before, and I think it would just be such a powerful thing to bring to everyone. So I'm so um, excited that Cass is here and that she's willing to share her journey of really how to become a sex-positive parent. And I would love to start off by knowing what that journey was like for you. How did you come to the decision, or was there a decision or did you just know, like, this is what I want to, how I want to approach um, sex with my daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd like to start by sharing what it was like when I was a kid. I think that yeah. feels like a good place to begin. So my mother, I don't know if I would have really described her as sex positive in a way that she talked about sex which she maybe did some but not overly um she was very body positive so she was comfortable being nude she was nude a lot around me um throughout my childhood and I think what was interesting is I know that she wanted me to feel that same way. And in many ways, I didn't. I didn't embrace it the way she did. I felt self-conscious about my body. 
there were even times where I remembered feeling, um, I don't know if the right word is shame, but like, I, I wanted her to cover up if that makes sense. And I even remember, um, a time where she caught me self-pleasuring in the bathtub as a kid and she was very open about it. She even offered to talk to me about masturbation. She essentially tried to initiate the conversation and I was just too weirded out by the whole thing. Like I was just like, no mom, no, like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it with you. Like I was completely uncomfortable. And so, uh, when I had my own daughter, I mean, all of this seems to come up before you're really ready for it. I don't know if you <laughs> have that experience as a parent, like, um, you know, kids start touching themselves really young. They love, they love being naked. Right. And so I, I definitely set out with this intention of, I want my daughter to embrace her body and her sexuality and how do I do that in a way that is both aligned for me and what I believe and also socially and culturally appropriate because there's a lot of people and families out there that are not sex positive so um you're kind of doing this dance between, you know, I'm letting her know what I think is okay in my perspective. And at the same time, I'm educating her around not everybody is open to this. And so it's been a really interesting process to just to navigate both of those things. Yeah. Well, I love, okay, so one of the things I'm curious about is you talked about how um, your mom was very open and kind of free with her body. Yeah. And you also felt a lot of shame, like you wanted her to cover up. How did you bridge that gap for yourself? And then how did that lead into how you've approached, um, you know, working with your daughter, which her name's Ren, by the way, and she'll be joining us later for this call. <laughs> conversation yeah. so I'm so excited <laughs> yeah so in terms of my childhood there were just a a whole variety of reasons why I didn't feel comfortable with who I was I feel like a big part of that stemmed from the fact that I moved schools almost every year until high school so I was frequently having that experience of being the new kid being an outsider, trying to make friends, constantly wondering if people liked me, doing a lot of shape-shifting to try to get people to like me or be what I thought they wanted. And so I feel like my own body image and sexuality got wrapped up into that. Mm -hmm. And so when I had my daughter one of the one of the first things i noticed just around being body positive and sex positive um her dad uh 
he's American, but both his parents are German. So he grew up in a more European household where nudity was more normal and acceptable. And so he was a very naked person. I feel like I'm kind of a mixed bag of sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. I'm not necessarily making pancakes, you know, <laughs> without anything yeah. on, but I'm not hiding myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, getting back to one of the first things I noticed with my daughter was when they're little babies, you know, you're really encouraged. And of course it feels wonderful to do that skin on skin cuddling, right? Like that feels amazing. I think we all know how good it feels to cuddle without clothes, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I see happening is that stops at a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. And with my daughter, I really made a commitment to, I want to continue to offer that for as long as she wants it. Like, mm -hmm. it makes me sad sometimes that that becomes weird or is seen as weird socially. Mm -hmm. And I also see, um, my, my mother did a lot of massage with me. So she was very just physically affectionate as well. And um, I noticed this with, I have stepkids that are older as well. They're a good decade older than my daughter. Um, it's like, there's kind of this point where they just stop getting touched enough. You know, they aren't cuddling in the same kind of way. Um, if you're not a physically affectionate family, it's like they're going through puberty and they're, they're feeling alone and like not not getting a lot of that physical, sensual, tactile kind of attention. And so with my daughter, I, I just, yeah, I wanted to offer that for as long as I could. So there's so much juiciness here I want to dive into, but first let me uh, start by saying, what would you say your definition of sex positive is? Because I think it's really important to define words, especially if some people haven't heard of this, um, you know, what it is to be sex positive or um, how would you define it, at least for yourself, when it comes to your, uh, your life and your family and how you navigate it? Yes. So my definition of sex positive starts with your own body feeling really good in your own body accepting your own body feeling comfortable naked embracing the changes that are happening in your body and just just feeling really comfortable in your own skin and that includes uh feeling pleasure and what it's like to feel pleasure and exploring pleasure um and then when it goes to that next level of partnered pleasure whatever that looks like is not i don't want to be one of those parents who's denying that that stuff is happening i want to be a parent where my daughter can come to me and ask any question she has. And I want to be her resource for education around 
sensuality, sex, pleasure, your body. And I really do feel like I want to um, just loop in puberty, all things puberty, <laughs> yeah. wet dreams, like all the, all those feelings, like discharge, you know, masturbation, just, just all of it needs to fall fall into that sex positive um conversation yeah i love that because one thing i've noticed not only just uh from growing up and the experiences i had with that but i've seen this in many people too is there's this fear of talking about it and it's almost this like kind of ostrich mentality of like if i put my head in the sand and i don't think about it and don't talk about it it's not happening Right. But the yeah. is, kids are going to explore. They're going to, to try things and they're going to find out for themselves. And um, I would completely agree. I personally would rather be honest and um, give information that's accurate than to see a kid try and fumble through that on their own. Uh, my son, too, when he was about nine, came to me. That was the first time he started the conversations around sex. And according to what his little friends at school said, you know, uh, he thought that condoms went on a woman's, a woman's breast, <laughs> you know. So we had to, like, straighten that out, right? Yeah. And we didn't have to dive in deep, but I just gave him the kind of a brief um, understanding of, like, uh, pregnancy and, you know, diseases and how, you know, protection is important. And he sat there for a minute and he was like, huh. So it's like penis armor. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. And even though at that time I wasn't as conscious as I am now, um, those efforts to be transparent and to have those conversations, um, at 16, he came to me and he told me like, hey, I have these feelings. He actually wrote it in a note, which was sweet. Um, but he wrote it in a note that he was, you know, really, um, really cared about the person he was with at that time. And they were thinking about having sex and it opened up the conversation. And yeah. so um, I love that you've cultivated this with your own daughter. And I've seen that, you know, from, you know, my experience growing up, um, I didn't really have anybody talking to me about any of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And by the time I did, I was already pregnant. <laughs> so like, um, you know, I was, I was a bit misinformed on some things. I had some things a little backwards. I, I got talked to about my period. Um, but beyond that, like, there, it was just a, a brief talk about, uh, you know, period, how to use tampons, and then like, um, you know, how to protect yourself when it comes to sex. But I had already been experimenting for four years prior to that. So yeah. I think it's really important for parents to really kind of explore this and question, like, you know, especially for those who maybe don't want to talk about it, like kind of explore that for yourself. And what was that like for your experiences growing up, right? How did that affect so um, how did you navigate the shame aspect 
for yourself, being that there was shame that you were carrying. Because I think a lot of people carry shame around sex. I know I did yeah, uh, for a long time. How did you navigate through your own shame and then be able to come and talk to your daughter about all of these things, this whole new world that she's exploring? Yeah. Um, when, you know, some of that may have, have been there. Yeah. I um. I feel like my own journey started so much later in life. I mean, I was in my 40s before I really feel like I, well, maybe late 30s. Anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was an adult. Like, a, a, you know, I was, I wish I would have learned all of this so much younger I feel like I would have been a different person had I embraced my own sexuality and comfort with my body um so it started before the program that we did together and I just it was like a deep dive I took into just learning more about sex. And I read a bunch of books, some of them that were in uh, in part of our program. Um, one that's coming to mind is Come As You Are. Mm -hmm. Great book. Um, great book that just really also helped me understand arousal. And the context or the blueprint of my own arousal and sexuality and what I need to feel comfortable, because so much of this is about feeling comfortable and feeling safe. And so it took time. It took time to unlearn. And then when we entered uh, the Vita program, I feel like everything I was beginning to do, it just skyrocketed into, <laughs> holy, holy crap. Like I am just embracing myself in an entirely new way. And I think another really big piece of that is around making sounds like the power of your own sounds right and especially the power of your own sounds when you self-pleasure or have sex and actually let yourself sound like an animal you know grunt, <laughs> go, moan, scream like just the release of that uh it's it's incredibly powerful as you know um and so in terms of my daughter I I almost want to go back in time to where little kids just touch themselves right they do that they're experimenting they know what feels good they they start out with no shame whatsoever like yeah it's it's all of us around them that create the shame and so I feel like it really begins with, I'm going to use nose picking as an example, right? Kids pick their noses and <laughs> yeah. you teach them, yes, it's important to get those boogers out of your nose, but now you're at an age where I'd like you to use a tissue 
I'd like you to maybe do that in the bathroom and not at the dinner table and they can learn, right? So they can yeah. do the same thing with touching themselves and exploring their body. So it's like, I never told my daughter that's not okay to do. I don't want you doing that or like, stop that. What I told her was, I want you to do that. That feels good. And you know what? The bathtub or your bed is a great place to do that. You know, that's not something we do just out in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like starting from the beginning and celebrating that it feels good and that they're exploring their own bodies. As we got into the topic of sex, she started puberty very young. So she started at age eight, which even I was like, oh, wow, is this really happening already? I was a little shocked because, um, I mean, I probably didn't start the beginnings of puberty till I was 12. Yeah. And so um, that was just, yeah, one of those parenting moments where you're like, wow, we're already here. And with puberty comes all the interest in sex, right? They've yeah. got hormones going through their little bodies and... Um, I did my part in terms of, we always had books about anatomy and the human body. I had all of the books around like, where do, where do babies come from? There's a series that the titles are like, it's not the stork. It's so amazing. Um, there's one for the older kids, which is, I think it's called, it's perfectly normal. Um, so it does a nice job of introducing these ideas and topics and giving you a framework to talk about it. Yeah. And what I've learned in terms of talking about it is despite some initial awkwardness, one, I think the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. And just continuing to bring it up and talk about it and talk about your own experiences and answer any questions that your kids might have. Um, my daughter and I, the best time for us to talk is usually at bedtime. It's just like a nice end of day cuddle time where we get to, I don't know, just, just focus more on each other without distraction. And so, um, one of the things she really loves is to hear about my childhood experience and what it was like for me when I was young or had my first crush or thought this or felt this. She gets, <laughs> she gets really excited about that and she can relate to it. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, I think about my journey and how, you know, there was a, a big portion of it where I was not comfortable with my body or my sexuality. Yeah. Um, and yet I was still able to have some conversations around sex, um, very like, you know, factual, <laughs> you know, when it comes to, um, like I said, I, you know, I've talked to him about, you know, pregnancy and disease and that sort of thing. 
But for someone um, like me or where I was, um, when you're having a difficult time reconcil reconciling your own feelings about your body and your sexuality, how do you approach that with your with your kids? Yeah, that's a great question. I've, I'm trying to think back, like, I felt so committed to to her experience being different than mine that I do feel like I was speaking to her about things that I was still learning how to do myself. And so even if I hadn't completely mastered it, I still felt like I could teach her. And I mean, in many ways we did it together. I mean, I definitely remember times of discomfort um, around, I'm just going to say when kids are staring, right? Like there were times where I would be naked around her and she just wanted to stare at my boobs, for example. <laughs> and yeah. I'd be a little like, okay, can you stop staring now? You know, like you, you feel like you're, you got the spotlight on you. Yeah. So um, there were definitely times where I was stepping into my own discomfort around what was happening and what I was creating. And I'd love to invite parents to also just normalize it and share exactly what they are feeling right? I mean, there's even the times where you're trying to stop breastfeeding and they want to just keep touching your boobs. And you're like, <laughs> no, these are not yours anymore. Mommy's yeah. taking you back. These are mine again. You need to ask. You can't just touch. And this, yeah. time, this time has passed. And so I think just expressing however you're feeling about it, even to the point where, you know, I might have said to her, okay, honey, that's enough staring. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I, I, I understand that you want to look and I'm done with the looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, that brings up a, such a great topic of um, how do you think or do you think that being a sex positive parent helps them with boundaries and consent? Uh, I think about things. Yeah, I think it's great for learning about boundaries. It's a beautiful way to teach boundaries. Yeah, wholeheartedly. And um, and how did you go about that for yourself? Like, in, you know, when it came to your daughter, like discussing, like, I just think about, again, I'm coming back to my own experience because I feel like there were so many areas that were like lacking um, in regards to this kind of conversation. I mean, I remember... It wasn't until I was about 38 that I even knew consent was a thing, right? So like, um, and I think that that does happen for people that they don't know that they can say no, especially with in women and, you know, young girls, like, mm -hmm. um, so how did that, um, you know, was that part of saying like, no more staring or, you know, like, how did you weave in? boundaries and consent into this kind of journey that you were on together? 
I mean, I feel like the boundaries and consent can come up in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, some examples are, I never wanted to make her hug anyone that she didn't want to hug. You know, I feel like a lot of kids are, are forced or coerced into hugging family members that maybe they don't feel comfortable hugging or they're feeling shy about hugging. Um, I think another boundary is just around when you can come in my bedroom. You know, of course, once you get past a certain age, when they're little kids, like it's free reign. But there also comes a point when you need to knock or no, this this time period is off limits. Yeah. I want some time alone or I want some time with my partner, right? And so I think... Um, yeah, really teaching your kids how to advocate for themselves and as parents advocate for our needs with our children is so important. So important. The first thing that I kind of, I can kind of pick up on the collective energy and I'm hearing like, but what about the mom guilt, right? The mom guilt of like, asking for what you need and putting your, your needs first and all of that. Like I could just like feel that energy. So how would you, you know, uh, what, what would be your advice to work through that mom guilt of like, no, I do get to have my own time and my own space. And so do you, you know, and you get to ask for that. Yeah. I see that with so many of, I'm going to generalize and say the mothers that I know they are overextending themselves, taking on too much, doing the lion's share of the housework and the parenting and really denying their own needs. And I think a good question to ask yourself is, is this what I would want my child to be doing? Like overextending yourself, exhausting yourself, putting everyone else first or do I want to model more balance around that do I want to model self-care and taking breaks and saying no um I mean I remember a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who she split with her partner so she you know has times where she's single parenting and it's like, I would just constantly hear her complaining about not being able to take a break with her kids. And, you know, they were at the time definitely old enough to entertain themselves for a good hour, if not 30 <laughs> minutes at a minimum. And I, I really encouraged her, you know, just tell them, Mommy needs this time. This is important. It's important because it's how, how we sustain being happy and showing up. And I was just encouraging her, just let them know, set the timer. They can watch it count down. This is how much time I need to myself. I do not want to be bothered. And I'm like, go take a bath go read magazines, go do whatever feels good to you and just take that window of time. It's so nourishing. And it's, 
it teaches your kids to do that for themselves and the discipline of I need to be independent right now mom isn't here catering catering to every one of my every one of my needs so get resourceful learn how to not be bored (laughs) yeah absolutely I love that and it's so important and I think it's like so often hasn't been modeled in generations right it's like it's like mothers and grandparents and great-grandparents and they're all trying their best but they've become so self-sacrificing and when you're in that place and you're exhausted and burnt out because that's really what's happening is like your nervous system is so activated and just like exhausted there is no pleasure is a is a privilege and there is no room for pleasure or desire or to even consider that you know anything else is possible and so it's so so important how has being a sex positive parent how has that shown up in your daughter like what do you notice about I know you don't maybe have other children to compare it to you know but like what have you noticed as her mom um and we'll ask her too later but like what have you noticed in raising a sex positive daughter about her so far yeah one of the things I notice about her is she is so comfortable with who she is. She is very in her body. She knows her body. I mean, she's she's athletic as well. So she's in her body in that way. But there's just, um, there's so much just beautiful acceptance around who she is and we had an interesting experience uh last summer we went to this women's gathering and it was on this beautiful plot of land where was right next to the river and we could swim naked like all weekend and my daughter loves to be naked and it was it was wonderful to tell her this is a safe place for you to be naked. That's actually around other people, right? Because normally, yeah. normally I'm like, okay, you just get to be naked at home. And um, I, I really had to actually have multiple conversations with her around. You can't just be naked when you have sleepovers. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that's a boundary that we're drawing. Most people wear pajamas and you need to wear pajamas, whether the sleepovers at our house or someone else's. So Anyway, side note, we're at this women's gathering. It was about 50 women. And I heard from multiple women that they were inspired to feel more free in their own bodies because they got to see how comfortable and free my daughter was. Like, it literally made me want to cry just to hear that from all these women. And, and it's, um, it's really a shame that we don't get more opportunities to be that free. And so it's, um, yeah, it's beautiful to witness. And she, um, she's really accepting of herself. Yeah. 
Yeah. So beautiful. And I love that um, she got to also be around other women of all different ages, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Yep. To yeah. see, like, hey, we all, I know the experience, like, being in Costa Rica, I don't know what it was like for you, but being in Costa Rica, surrounded by 100 women of all different shapes, sizes, ages, you know, yeah. backgrounds, all of it, it was so powerful. And it, it almost, um, for me, it was very healing because it showed me how far it's come. If mm -hmm. that was me five years ago, 10 years ago, I would not have been able to be in that room, right? But yeah. like to see um, and, and witness all the variations of women and it really normalizes your own experience. Like, oh yeah, we're not that different. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, was there anything she shared about that experience for her and what that was like? And maybe I can ask her that later too, but um, what was, you know, what was that like to be in a group of women of all different ages? It was fantastic. I mean, we, we spent the weekend there. I'd gone to some with women's gatherings in the past and as soon as that weekend was over, I mean, one, she didn't want it to end. And then her first question was, when do we get to go to the next women's gathering? I mean, she <laughs> was just in heaven. And it was interesting because um, her little friend that came along, um, her family is also very sex positive and, and there's lots of nudity at their household, which I love. And so the two of them going into the gathering, I didn't know if they would just play together and not really engage with the other women. You know, they're both 10. And I was so delighted that they interacted with everyone and really got involved and like, offered to help and wanted to learn and started conversations and you know down by the river um they were swimming out in the current and and just being really playful right because they're kids mm -hmm. but it was beautiful to see the way they would invite all the other adult women to come and play yeah like, like a kid like it was it was just so so healing and wonderful for everybody that makes my heart so happy. Yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of times, like, as women, we kind of shut ourselves off and suppress ourselves, and we don't play like that. And so I love that they were so inviting. And it's like all these women of different ages, like, learning from each other. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it, I almost feel like, too, it's like, and we can, again, ask her later, but it almost feels like because she's so open and free within herself, there is no need to like judge or compare. And it's like, she's welcoming to all. And I feel like when we judge or kind of feel suppressed ourselves, that's, I feel like when a lot of times that judgment creeps in, whether for ourselves or others. And so, yeah, um, I just feel like this is such a beautiful example of how being open and seeing what's possible and feeling free in yourself invites you to be more open and loving and welcoming to everyone not just yourself but to everyone truly I mean I feel like that's at the core of our coaching methodology is that relationship you have to yourself 
affects every relationship around you and and your view of the world and the fact that she is so accepting of her body and herself it really shows like it um yeah I I mean I I marvel at her all the time in just the ways that she's she's very comfortable being different from the other kids being goofy and silly um she's experimental with uh you know how she wants to look or act or adorn herself and I really see how different I was at that age and how uncomfortable I felt so it feels like a a huge parenting win yeah her, her freedom yeah, yeah. well I so celebrate you both and I'm excited to have her on and, and talk to her later today uh, when we come back is there anything for this particular part of the segment is there anything you would like to say or any advice you have for parents who are um, wanting to be more of a sex positive influence in their their kids lives yeah I mean, my, my biggest piece of advice is just continue to have the conversations, even if they feel awkward and uncomfortable, just keep trying. And I think one of the biggest parts around inviting the comfort is also the vulnerability that the parent brings to the conversation. So being vulnerable around how you felt at that age, how how this stuff affected you, how you dealt with it, you know, what it was like to have your first crush or your first any any experience related to your body and and sexuality. Um, it's a beautiful way to model the openness even if your own personal experience was not sex positive how can people find you and how can they work with you Mm. um thank you Lori marie i'm i'm so delighted to have had this conversation with you it's just it's really close to my heart and it really feels like a way that we can help heal and change the world and, and change the next generation's relationship with themselves. It feels so good. So good. (laughs) Um, You can find me on my website. It's CassEstes.com and yeah, I'd, I'd be delighted to talk more with anyone who's interested in resources. I'm I'm planning to post some resources. There are some really excellent books out there and I haven't quite done it yet, but I've been thinking a lot about just having a regular space for parents to come together and share the the struggles and the wins around having these conversations and being sex positive. Amazing, amazing. 
And are you available for if uh, somebody wants to work with you private on this particular, you know, topic or anything around their own sexuality? Is that is it best to reach you uh, through your website, or what would be the best way for them to contact you? The best way to contact them is through my website, and yes, I'd be delighted to work with people one on one. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You. Well, we'll put all of that in the, the links below and the show notes and all that. And so you'll have access to Miss Cass and all of her amazingness. And mm. um, I'm still looking forward to coming on back later today and bringing Ren into the conversation and seeing how this has been for her. And I can't wait to talk to her and meet her. It's my first time meeting her. And I, I just heard so much about her and she sounds like such a delight. And um, of course, I mean, look who she came from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I am really, really excited myself just to see what she feels like she wants to share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Well, we'll uh, come on back in a little bit. Okay, thank you. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to leave us a review, share with a friend, or take us on social media at Lori Marie Loves and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you from today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and have a gorgeous day.